time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's up, everyone? It's Kyle from Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast, and it is two wins in a row. I mean, this rarely happens. In fact, it's only the second time it's happened since we started this podcast. So, it's going to be a positive one today. I mean, not all positive because there was a couple of things that we need to iron out over the course. Of the podcast. But Paul, two wins out of two. Or if you're Steve Bruce, three wins out of three. Wow. What are you? What are I, you? I, thinking? I Two wins in a row. Yeah, it was two wins in a row after the last game, so this must be three wins in a row. Remember, he's counting the Spurs game as a victory, despite the fact it ended up it was a two-two victory. But yeah, all, over the moon uh, today. Congratulations to the lads, to and to Steve Bruce. But you have done the bare, absolute bare minimum, bare essential of what you needed to do this season. To me, today it's all but sewn up. Um, obviously, I'll be keeping a keen eye on the uh, on the scoreline tomorrow, Fulham and uh, Arsenal. But for me, uh, it is it's you know it's pretty much sewn up, and I'm relieved, mate, because the fixtures we've got coming up are, um, yeah, the the the, the, the biggins, the very very biggins. But yeah, it's you know just when we needed it, he's made a few key uh, decisions. I thought some of the performances today were fantastic. Some were okay, and then there was. John Joe Shelby, but uh, yeah, I've just been going around singing uh, singing Joe Linton's new song. Yeah, you know, the, the Dwight Gale one that I've pinched. Tell all the boys you know, <laughs> Joe Linton will always score goals. Every chance that he gets, he'll put the ball in the net. It's two and three. That lad will always score goals. Come on, Joe Linton, big Joe, two and three. And the thing is, I, I want to take some credit because on the view from the van, I was joking on, I said, Joe Linton could go on a hat-trick, maybe could score in a few games in a row at home. Uh, so, so there you go. He's clearly listening in to the view from the van and he's taking aboard some of the advice. So, well, well congratulations for nappy line in there, Joe Linton, today. It was a it was a really good poach as goal, to be fair, mate. It's unlike Joe Linton because we usually moan about not so into the box enough, but um, I am really buzzing with the win, mate. I mean, the second half, as, as we'll probably go on to shite, but nine <laughs> nine points away from Fulham now, mate. Nine. So they'll go into tomorrow's game with the weight of the world on the shoulders because uh, yeah. we, we've, gone up to, we've gone up to 15th today, went above Brighton and Burnley, and I didn't think we'd no get any I didn't think we'd get anywhere near Brighton, mate, because I thought when they beat with 3-0, I thought that was kind of it, like with uh, with Brighton. But we've went back above them today. And it's it's just a relief, mate. I mean, last week, obviously, we beat Burnley, but they it's, took it's that and they, they went with it. So, um, yeah, I'm just buzzing, mate, that we've managed to take t- take one game and take the momentum and go into the other. But um, to go to this starting team, <laughs> like we always do, I mean, one thing I'm going to address straight away is why on earth 
Like, why is Joe Willett not starting games? He's done more in 20 minutes as a sub in the last three games than John Joe yeah. Shelby had in goals all season. And I've been arguing back and forth with this lad on Twitter. Uh, Stephen, I believe his name is. If you're listening, mate, I'm going to um, I'm gonna have my say on this subject because I says I'd leave you alone for the afternoon. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he, he, kept, he kept saying to me, Willock and Shelby play in different positions. Um the thing is, though, right, the way the way we were set up today was two flat centre midfielders. So for me, when Willock came on, he was playing a similar role to John Joe Shelby. The only difference is he's not going 25 yards backwards to pick the ball up and do nothing with it. Um, Willock had two touches of the ball and contributed more to John Joe Shelby than just Shelby did with two touches. Do you know what I mean? It, like, Willock was absolutely fantastic when he came on and he should be starting more games. Obviously, I'll talk about his his goal later in the podcast, Paul, but for me, John Joe Shelby starting over Joe Willock is an absolute embarrassment. It's it just shows he's a I mean, I've I've been thinking of like a word for a word for these favourites of Bruce, and I want to call them the Brucey babes. You've got Jeff Hendrick, you've got Emil Kraft, and you've got John Joe Shelby and Joel Linton. They're the Brucey babes. It's not in a Busby babes kind of way where they'll get statues built outside of Old Trafford kind of job. Not not that. It's kind of the polar opposite where the absolute shit, and they keep getting game after game after game. Obviously, Joel Linton uh, in recent weeks is um, obviously. Being an exception to, the, to it, but it, it just it just seems they keep he's getting minutes. Yeah, they keep getting minutes, mate. When they don't deserve them, Shelby, uh, like Bruce said in his press conference, whenever John Joe Shelby plays well, the team plays well, which is ironic. With it, with what I think four wins in twenty four, you know, it, it's it's criminal, mate. When you when you when you look when you rack up the numbers and rack up how many games he he's played well in the last three or four years. And he's still getting games for Newcastle United, mate. I mean, don't get us wrong. It's a Dwight Gale type of thing where I appreciate what he did for in the championship. But that was a long time ago, mate. We need to move on from John Joe Shelby. Like, no disrespect, but he's not good enough anymore. Like, and I know he's got his defenders, very few, but he's got his defenders. But he's just not mobile enough. And one good pass in four or five games, mate, doesn't warrant him starting for the laziness in midfield, the lack of positioning, the lack of IQ defensively, the lack of IQ. IQ going forward, it's just it's beggar's belief to me, mate. Like why he keeps starting games? He does. He puts too much on um, everybody else around him. So if you're Sean Longstaff playing beside him, you know straight away before the game is started and the ball has been kicked that you are going to have to do two or three times the amount of work because you know you are next to a complete and utter lazy bastard. I, I mean, I, I was joking on um, on Twitter earlier on today during the game, and I said, which turns quicker? The Earth around the sun spinning, what, 28 days? Yeah, and the moon and all that sort of thing. Or John Joe Shelby. The man is so slow, it, it, it's unbelievable. And, yeah, he, he's given us some fantastic times. I mean, I remember Bramall Lane. I was down there for the goal, the John Joe Shelby goal. Um, he's, he's been a fantastic servant for the club. He did well in the championship. But like I say, times do move on. And I, I, I feel there is a certain percentage of our team that has been here that, that long. It's it's stale. It, the player could probably do with, with a move. He's, he's spoken a lot this week about West Ham, uh, being very, very complimentary to them. He's, I think, harboured and dreamed of a move to West Ham for many, many, many years. But you do get sick and tired of the same players no matter how good, bad or indifferent, always been guaranteed times. John Joe today 
I've no problem. If you want to start with John Joe, fine. But if you if you see him not playing well, or not putting the graft in, or not tracking back, or not putting the miles in on the pitch, like Sean Longstaff does, then don't be afraid to substitute him off. He never, ever, ever does. And, and that's one of my major, major gripes with Steve Bruce. He does have his favourites. Now his favourites maybe don't start all the time, but when they do, you're sitting there scratching, you're scratching here. So your ML Crafts won't start all the time. But it'll come in from the cold and play then play several games, regardless how good, bad, or most likely indifferent that, that he plays. John Joe's a slightly different kettle of fish. He plays virtually all the minutes, regardless. And at his stage of the career, from what he's done, he's lack of mobility. You would think that a fresh, young Joe Willock, hungry to impress and make an impact on the Premier League, would be a good shout to start more games. Um, there's nothing in the football manuals that says you must play John Joe Shelby. Every he single fucking game, and it's just like I, I find myself sitting watching the TV, and I do it probably in the stadium as well. Um, just uh, wake up, wake up! You, you, oh, and it's just again, it's just frustration. Now Newcastle have won today, um, so uh, in a lot of people's mind, all is good in the garden. But if you look in longer term to build longer term success, then John Joe Shelby's of this world. I'm not going to be able to to do that for you, and um, no, definitely not. No, my 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 concern is is just it's just people will give these stats. Well, he he's done he's done the most this in one particular game. I was like, well, yeah, give Joe Willig a run in the team in that position and see how many much more he will do because you're talking about uh, impact. You're talking about making a difference. He did more in his brief cameo today than what John Joe did in the rest of the game, and I don't, I, you know, I don't wish negative on him. I, I want every single player who represents our club to do well, but I can't sit there and pretend that I think um, John Joe Shelby is great. And we've talked before. I don't accept. I don't expect him to do well in boss games against Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal. Heck, even in Everton, a Spurs, or even a Crystal Palace, but. When we are playing the lower teams, I do expect more, and we just Something. don't yeah, regularly. Absolutely. We don't see it, see it at all. We don't see it the season against Sheffield United. We don't see it against Wolves. We don't see it against Brighton. We just get embarrassed, and the central midfield is a huge issue that needs addressing this summer with the two pound fifty um, transfer budget that we've got and the sports direct mug. So that'll be some sort of. Uh, yeah, some sort of job to get that sort of made. Yeah. But no, not impressed by John Joe Shelby one little bit. Uh, lazy, not offering enough still. But Newcastle have won in spite. That, well, that's it, mate. He was, it, he, I wanted to get the negative out the way pretty quickly because Shelby, for me, was one of the only bad things about the day. I think we started yeah. really well in the game. We're getting a couple of chances straight at Fabianski. Um, I was really happy, mate, with how we were playing. Um, in the first half, in particular, we're getting the ball in behind fairly well. Yeah. yeah, every every time Saint Maximin touched the ball, mate, he looked electric. Every time there. that sexy little bastard, I've been calling him online, Alan, uh, Alan Saint uh, Sexy Man. That's what I've been calling him online. <laughs> um, just absolutely obliterating defenders, mate. Mm -hmm. um, that first I goal. I pray we can keep all of this lad yeah, for next I season, mate. If you like the potential of this lad is unbelievable, mate. Because if you if we manage to get this takeover, which is still being talked about now, we don't know it's it's arbitration and all that. But like if this takeover goes through, we have a ready made star 
ready for that transition, mate, because he's yeah. he's good enough. He's good enough to play at that level. He's yeah. capable of just being able like there's not many players in world football that can just switch and change a game like he's done for us. He's not only just changed the game, mate, he's changed our season. Because before oh, Burnley, we were looking over our shoulders if they say, well, if Fulham win this game, we could get relegated. Because of St. Maxman and how good he's been he's since like he's been injury, nine points, mm. mate. We're nine points clear of them at uh, Fulham because of Alan St. Maxman or Alan St. Yeah. Sexy Man. Do you know what I mean? And they, they could have overtaken us, mate. They could have overtaken us twice and dragged us into the relegation zone. We now sit nine points away. And, and a large part of that, I know it's a team game and a team effort and all that, but without St. Maximum on the pitch, we don't score the goals. We don't create the chances. We don't get those points on the board. How the hell the French national setup overlooks this man, I don't know. But regardless to whether we get the takeover made, which we all crave, or whether we've got another season um, with Laurel and Hardy, either which way, mate, he has to be the blueprint. That is exactly the sort of player that we need to go after. Young, hungry, eager to impress, uh, skillful. He's came in, he's got the area, he understands the, the people, the culture, he's respectful. He gives his all. There's no big time, you know. He clearly is our best player, but he doesn't go around with that bad job. I am the best player, you know. This, that, and the other. My worry is, is that all of the top teams, all of the European teams, have to be alerted to his situation. Um, yeah, it is going to take a fair what of what of what of cash, but you, you see the difference that this one man makes to our entire uh, setup. It just changes everything. And, and, yeah. I don't think he listens to a word Bruce says, mate, because the thing is as well, if you look at the formation, how he starts, it's, it, and I said it on the view from the van, he's that damn fucking good. He just does whatever, Alan St. Maximum does whatever the hell Alan St. Maximum wants to do because he's that damn good. And nobody, and certainly not a Steve Bruce or any of the other Steve sat on the bench or even Graham can tell him any different because the, the, the They've not had them experiences. He's not like anything that they've come across before. But, mate, he's got to be the blueprint. If we could have more players like that, um, then, you know, we would be... We'd certainly be a lot more entertained. Newcastle would be a lot higher up the pitch. Um, and we, and the, the club wouldn't be putting the fans through the absolute... Um, ring it like they do all the time. But, yeah, no, make no doubt about it, that big sexy bastard has come back and he has saved our bacon big he time he saved bruce's bacon well and truly um i mean i've got i'm running out of i'm running out of words to explain like to to sum up alan st maximum mate because he's just like i've never i haven't seen someone as skilled with the ball at Newcastle United, probably since Ben Arthur. Um, but he's quicker than what Ben Arthur used to be. Like he's more direct than Ben, ben Arthur used to be. Like Ben Arthur was fantastic at what he did, but St. Maximin, like in terms of pace, just obliterates defenders, sends them for an ice cream, do you know what I mean? Sends them sends them to the shop, even sends cameramen to the yeah. shop. He's he's that quick. Um and as bad as he's Steve Bruce has been this there. season, as bad as Steve Bruce has been this season. When Maximin has played, Newcastle have had a threat. Mm. Even if we've played 20 million players back and played park 75 buses and park everything that we've got, 
part that if you put Maxman up front, you still have a you have a threat somewhere because if he gets the ball at his feet, you get the you have the players. And West Ham did it today. They run ten yards back in fear of what he can the do with the ball. The petrified of a mate. And Burnley did it as well. And he cut on his cut on his right, cut on his left, bottom corner. That was last week. And this week, Jolinton took a flipping proper heavy tackle off um, Craig Dawson, which ended up in him getting sent off, which was rightly so because he had two really dirty tackles as a result of them being very slow and caught out of position. But Max, he goes across Mark Noble. I think it was Mark Noble in any way. He, go, he puts it across the goalkeeper beautifully. Um, the commentator, Hinchcliffe, who has it in for us, he's a proper prick. Um, but it, it goes across the goalkeeper, beats Fabianski. Um, but the defender clears it and, it, and like he, he makes a mess of it and it goes in the net and it counts as an own goal. But Maxi causing may, mayhem with all that to put one nil down to that man. Yeah, yeah totally all, all down to that one man. Absolutely. Why um, you can't give him credit? I, I, I just, I just don't know. Um, but yeah, that the, there's no doubt about it, mate. I mean, I, I shouldn't think where we would be with, with, without this man. He, he's just such a difference maker and. He went down, didn't he? After a couple of minutes, I was shitting bricks, mate. I was well, absolutely he, he hobbled shitting bricks. He hobbled off, mate. I um, hope he's all right because yeah. by God, we're going to need him next week. Because I think if he's uh, available next week for Arsenal, mate, they'll be flipping cutting it, flipping kegs, like because mm. uh, we've played Arsenal twice this season, but we haven't had Maxi for either game. So be interesting to see what kind of team would look mm. like against Arsenal with him available. But we'll go to that's, that's the thing. You, you take you, you take him out, mate, and he's uh, you take him out. You take Wilson out, and, and you've got a large amount of the championship team still amazingly left at Newcastle, right, and, and the quality isn't, isn't there. Uh, uh, and, and I think personally, we, we've got through today with a large amount of uh, Matt Ritchie passion, coupled with. The absolute brilliance of player, but there's no doubt about it. They were all at sea at the back. Um, and the, the tactic has to be, look, lads, get Alan St. Maximum the ball in the final third and let him go at it and look to pick the pieces up. It's as simple as that. Uh, and, and and these other teams, West Ham are no mugs. They could have gone third no, today no. in the table, mate. They could have gone third. They've had a fantastic season, but we've done the double over them, uh, which is <laughs> which is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, totally right about the about the red card. Deserved, deserved to go, and uh, I don't think West Ham can have any complaints about uh, either either decision. No, I don't think they could because it was two very yeah. dirty challenges. But we'll take the lead straight after it. We'll get a corner. The ball goes in, and Fabianski. I mean, he's probably one of the most underrated keepers in the league for me. Uh, he's a good goalkeeper, yeah. but. Whatever he does with his flipping cross, my God. But anyway, he drops the Double cross. Bit. And I don't know what he does, but he drops it into the path of who else? Flipping Joe Linton as he, as he notches another goal. A two and three yeah, games, Paul. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two goals and three games. He's, he's on fire. He's, he's, he's literally he's hot to the touch and he's another one of Bruce's, uh, his, his favourite, Bruce's babes. And... Um, uh, I, I was joking on with the view from the van. I was saying, I said, Joe Linton, Shelby, they could go out and have Mrs. Bruce on the centre circle and these lads would still be playing. Um, and then somebody was saying, oh, look, look, look who's gone. I was like, yes, again, it's motivational speech. It's motivational <laughs> speech. But I will give him credit. 
because he was alert to the situation. I, I think we've said before, at times he looks a little bit um, slow and he, and he doesn't have that natural killer goal-scoring instinct, the sort of hunger that you, that Yeshivas have, that they're yeah. just desperate to, go, to, to, to score goals. But honestly, in pure way, I mean, I had to take my hat off to him. I was laughing. I was like, it reminded me being back yeah. on, um, on at break time at school. And you'd go in and you'd you'd score one and you'd literally you'd have been like nappy line and to get a tap in. It reminded <laughs> me of, of, of just that. And I was sitting there going, "Oh, classic nappy line." And but to be fair, if you're not awake, if you're not, you know, thinking that the chance is going to come to you, then it goes past you and you miss a glorious chance for a goal. So credit yeah. to John Linden, you were switched on. You did the right thing, and you also had West Ham players closing you down like bridge fans. But he yeah. still managed to, to get his, his toe on and from what? Millimetres out, smashed the ball into the net. I was yeah. like, oh, God, that is a classic Joe Linton goal, that one. Like, classic. I mean, you've got to be there to score them, do you know what I mean? A classic Porter's goal from a mistake. Um, and I was I was chuffed going into half time. I was thinking, we're flipping 2-0 up, we're a man up. Like, uh, the way I was looking at it, Paul, I was looking at it like we could really affect the goal difference today we could get a couple more here put them under pressure get a couple of goals ahead of fulham on on goal difference so it would be effectively 10 points that's the way i was looking at it, especially with the games got coming up liverpool and man city to come away from home which would be flipping great not but that's the way i was looking at it but i don't know what steve bruce said to these said to these lads at half time mate but he didn't say anything about football because newcastle come out and it's exactly what fans were fearing. Uh, he came out, parked the bus, and sitting back against 10 men, like, it's actually, it's infuriating, because 10 men, we've been better in the first half, we've been a better team, and he comes out to just sit back and park the bus against a team that have came back from 3-3 this season. Like, they, do, they, they know where the goal is, they know how to score goals and things like that, mate. So I don't know why you would have a have, have be, put yourself in a mindset where, you, where you're sitting back against 10 men. And, like, barring the couple of minutes after we conceded the second goal, mate, we're flipping shit. It were proper embarrassing across the board. I just, it infuriates the game management of this manager, mate, because, like, yeah, we've won today, and, like, I'm positive about the result, and I'm positive it's nine points and stuff, and it looks like Newcastle could stay up for another season. But my worry is, mate, that we're going to, like, we're not going to stay in the league. We're not going to, like, we're not going to stay in the league in the future if we keep a hard of Steve Bruce, because, like, Obviously, St. Maximin's bailed him out the shit in the last couple of weeks and stuff like that. It's just like, it's infuriating because we're tuning a lot, we're comfortable, we're cruising, if it were, and we've let West Ham get back into it with two flipping stupid bits of defending. Um, from the get-go, it was just total total embarrassment from from uh, Fede Fernandez, which is unlike him. Uh, the ball goes out, mis uh, misgiven pass, Ball goes over the top. Freddie's not watching his man. Two, uh, what two one, and then we'll give away a daft penalty, mate. Um, I want to know what you think of the of the penalty that was given because I've like the first goal was a joke as it was. Got caught against a run of play, and then the second goal, obviously, do you reckon it went to VAR? VAR gave the penalty, 
do you think there was a like because I thought when I looked at it, Sochek actually headbutted his arm up up towards the ball, and I think I didn't think they all looked at that. What did you think of it, mate? Because that I, I don't know. I was I was skeptical of it, me. Uh, you know, none of the players are sitting there complaining. There's no appeals. There's no nothing. It's one of those daft penalties that I don't think any real football fan wants to see in the game. Um, you can say that his arms up in an unnatural position, but you try jumping without putting your arms into some sort of sideways position, and then you've got defenders clattering into you. Um, things like that are going to happen. Obviously, Clark got a, a, an absolute whack to the back of his head and stuff as well. Um, I was really frustrated and angered and annoyed, and I don't think West Ham particularly wanted to take the penalty. I thought Newcastle played it quite clever with the goalkeeper going up, trying to put them off, trying to play mind games. But at this point, made like you say, once again, I'm getting ready to drop kick some grannies and this, that and the other, because, you know, from a position where we've got a, an extra man, we were sitting back, we were playing stupid little short uh, goal kicks. I didn't like any of that. I thought the... The, the, the tempo and everything, we didn't look like we had, a, had an extra man at all. No, and I think it's criminal that Steve Bruce, when we were having 10 minutes where we were under the cosh, didn't do anything at this point to try and address the issues out on the pitch. He just accepted it and hoped that we'd get through till maybe 70 minutes and then make the substitutions then. There's nothing there's nothing proactive from Bruce at any time whatsoever. Uh, and it really, really grinds my gears that we allowed them back in because it, it shouldn't have been I was just screaming, this is typical Newcastle, this, typical. Yeah, that, that, uh, and as soon as you out. saw who was going to be stepping up to take the penalty, you, you knew straight away it was going to be a goal. The man is literally on fire at the moment since he's loaned from Manchester United. He stepped up. Yeah, I mean, Dubravka had, had already he guessed which way he was going to go, but good penalty, hits the back of the net, net and I'm sick as a dog because I'm sitting there looking at the fixtures ahead. And I'm sitting, oh, we're back in the melting pot at, at, at the moment. Uh, but like you said at, at half time, I don't know what Steve Bruce stays to these lads, um, but he really needs to learn to shut up because it's it's happening too, too often. There should be no excuse. It should be a professional job to, to, to see it through. Yeah, you, you know, especially with how well Newcastle did getting forward and causing them trouble, we didn't do that enough in the we opening part of the second half. Ball, and you get you, ten you men, get, you get what you Yeah, until it went to two-two, we didn't try to threaten them. We didn't try to go forward. Where no. whereas this is this is where I question the midfield. This is where I question the mentality of the manager because 2 0 up coasting at half time. You should be going into that dressing room being like, right, lads, I want you to get on the ball, I want you to control the game, and I want you to I want you to see it out and try and get another couple of goals and make it a comfortable one. Well, well of course, mate. Okay. The thing is, mate, how, how how did they get into that, right? How do they get back into that? We've got five at the back, we've got two holding midfielders, right? Sitting in front of us, that's seven defensive players playing against 10 men at home at St James's Park and you're letting them in, back into the game through just, I, I don't know, it's just through stupidity and, and yeah, incompetence you know, from the, the sideline. I'm sitting there thinking, take off, take off a centre-back, go to four at the back, push somebody else forward, cause them problems because I felt every time we had the ball and we had it in their final third, we were capable of scoring. So what did we do? We stopped doing that and we decided to go really, really defensive and invite trouble at our own front door. Why not just dictate the game and take it to them, knowing that we've got an extra man 
and knowing that their defence was so scared of our attack for the entire game. Yeah. Um, because even when uh, ASM went off and stuff, they were still shit scared of uh, Callum Wilson with the record that he's got against West Ham. They yeah. were still shit scared of uh, Miggy. So they were still shit scared. So my my point would have been is I would have t- actually taken off a, either a central midfielder um, and moved that player forward. Yeah, I would have, well, he wouldn't be in my he wouldn't be in my team. To be honest, I'd probably play have to end of him. Um, <laughs> here we go. There's the comment section. Bang. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'd have probably taken somebody off from the defence and maybe gone to four at the back uh, and asked some more questions going forward because I like I like you, I thought we could have scored three or four or five given how well I thought we did in the first half creating chances. But it was just down to Bruce and his sheer incompetence from the sidelines that no, no, we'll play defensively. Because you saw the change in mentality, mate. As soon as Dubravko yeah. got it, it was passed to a defender. Defender passed back to keeper. It was all these little balls designed to waste time. And when they scored the first one, I thought, bang, wake up call. Again, I was shouting at the screen, wake the fuck up. And then yeah. the second uh, one went in and it was just, I, I couldn't believe it at first. It's one of those stu- it's a stupid penalty, but it was fantastically struck, I will say that. Yeah, uh, but you you were fearful at at, at at that time. You're thinking, oh, here we go, Bruce is going to fuck this up well and truly. But uh, it was not to be. The script was well, not written. Well, well, luckily for us, we responded very well. We um, did. But actually, mate, I'll ask you. It's just a genuine question. Um, do you reckon? Do you reckon Lingard will make it to the Euro to the Euro team? Do you reckon he's bit of form will get him in? Because I don't think he should be in it. I don't think he's good enough, mate. I think you've got Mason Mount, you've got Jack Grealish, you've got you know, James Madison, and then you've got... And they've been solid for a couple of years, Paul. And then you've got Lingard, who's been shit at Man United, who was yeah. sent out on loan in disgrace because he wasn't good enough and wasn't getting any game time. And he's, he's done really well, fair play to him. But I just don't know if that warrants enough to get in the squad. I know, I know he's a Southgate favourite in that, but like... That's why he'll get in. Because he's a Southgate favourite, and Southgate picks uh, upon his favourite clubs and his favourite uh, favourite personnel. Um, it doesn't matter in a way how good or bad you play. Uh, Southgate again, he picks his his favourite players. But there's no doubt he's on a shit hot uh, run of form. But I do think that that form will end. Um, there's question marks about where he'll be next year. Will he go back to Manchester United? Will he want to stay at West Ham? Um, I think he'll stay at West Ham. But, it's a tough one. There's, a, there's an absolute embarrassment for Richards, but just remember, remember this. I tell you something. Recently, people. Do you remember? Probably last season, people were shouting for John Joe for England. So football's a funny thing. It can turn around really, really quickly. Look at our form, man. I mean, but, there was uh, one time I shouted for John Joe for England as well. Because do you remember the um, World Cup before the World Cup? He had that big bit of form towards the end yeah. of the season and he scored away at Leicester. Um he had a couple of blinding performances in the midfield with the army. And people were saying maybe John Joe should make that team because he didn't have a passing midfielder and we've seen a passing midfielder. We don't see him now by the way. <laughs> but um like yeah a couple of years ago he should have made that team and it was just like I don't think Lingard should make it now though. I think he should go to West Ham next season and look at trying to get into the World Cup team the year after, because obviously the the yeah the the two and two years with COVID last year, 
But anyway, we'll move on from England talk. It doesn't really get off uh, much mentioned on uh, on the podcast. Uh, should certain players get called for England? But I don't know if it, if you want to listen to England content over the summer. We might do it on YouTube. Paul Adina, that's one of them. If we do if one of them, if we don't. But um, we'll respond really well, mate. I know what a shite half where it was to the point of. Yeah, where where we could have threw the game away, but we'll we'll go to two two and we'll start forcing the issue again. I get that we shouldn't have to concede two goals to get to that mindset, but they respond really well. Richie puts a a brilliant ball into the box, and Joe Willock with the back of his head slots home, mate. And and like like (laughs) I say at the top of the podcast. Joe Willick should be playing every single week in front of John Joe Shelby because Sean's came in and done a good job. My ideal two midfielders will probably be Joe Willick and Isaac Hayden, but Isaac Hayden's injured, and obviously you've got you've got Willick. But at the moment, it will probably be the Sean, it'll be Sean and and Willick in the midfield together because I think I think they complement each other very well, but. John Joe keeps yeah. getting picked on the basis, which is really disappointing me. But or we signed this bloke on deadline day, Joe Willock, and he's already with top goal scoring midfielder, mate. Like yeah. it, te- it tells you something about the rest of the midfield, doesn't it? You can hide behind other stats and stuff like that, mate. But how long have we been screaming for more goals from different areas and more goals from the midfield? You look back at years gone by when we had our Johan Kabais, our Rob Lees, our Gary Speeds. Even a Diddy Haman, players like that. Emre, previously, I'm just thinking of random players who were coming straight straight to mind from that cent- central midfield area. Players who could actually score goals uh, and, and uh, you know, proper amounts of goals. Uh, and then you look at what we've got, take Joe Willick out prior to that, and, and it's not exactly uh, prolific. We've seen the struggles before with Joe Linton, so you do need others chipping in. I think we went last season where it was our defenders every single week getting us the goals that we needed to to pick up points and win games and stuff. But um, yeah, we need goals from midfield. Uh, You can give me all the the past statistics and this, that and the other that you want that supposedly shows that John Joe Shelby is, is, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. To me, I I want to see some goals. I want to see some late runs, you know, from deep. I want to see headers. I mean, how many Gary Speed goals did we used to see where the ball was clipped in, late run, bang, there you go. Same with Rob Lee, getting up, getting shots yeah. in, edge of the box, always a danger. I think Sean's really good there, but they always tend to play him as this, uh, in this two so far deep um, that we can't see the full Sean Longstaff. Uh, well, I thought again was decent uh, decent today and continued his little bit of a renaissance recently. Um but, yeah, we, we need to see more of Joe Willick. Uh, uh, like I said earlier, if, if we see Joe Willick playing in Shelby's position week in, week out, we give him five or six games and look at them stats, and then we look at the same sort of opposition for John Joe Shelby, and I'm confident that even the stats will go along with the performances and goals that Joe Willick is, is, is able to offer. I hope we get him for another season next season on loan from Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, there's talk about a £20 million fee available for him. We haven't got that cash, pay. mate. Unless if, if 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 the money wasn't a situation, would you buy Joe Willock in the summer? Straight away, straight away. Uh, in I the same well. in the same way that you've got Isaac Hayden, right? And you've got it, Isaac Hayden in, and he's come in, and he's good professional. He's a good footballer. He does well for the club. I think again, Joe Willock can do just 
just the same. And it's we need a more youthful uh, um, team. We need a freshening up so so de desperately. If this man is available and he's, he's within our reach, he, again, we, we talked about ASMB being the blueprint. Those sort of loans are, are, are no-brainers, absolutely no-brainers. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, of course, yeah, uh, bring him in. But, I mean, what a fantastic, uh, like I say, a fantastic second uh, second touch. He actually shut his eyes when he goes to, <laughs> to head the ball. The you're in the right place, at the, yeah. in the right place at the right time, mate. You, you, if you do the right things, the right things uh, tend, to, tend to happen. And um, Oh, it, it was a fantastic moment because, again... <laughs> It goes to show you, as, as soon as we sort of like, we sort of went back into first half mode, they were petrified again because we had one cleared off the line just beforehand. If you yeah, remember, we, we could have scored there. And then the, the ball gets clipped in. Richie, fan, absolutely fantastic. The goal celebration um, yeah, for the is, is brilliant. Um, I was laughing made off. He's, he is an absolute... Uh, Breath of fresh air. He's he's like a little kid just making his debut in the game, and so the raw passion, uh, the heart, the desire, the blood, the sweat, the tears. You know, Matt Ritchie's always a seven out of ten. We've always said that prior to coming on Magpie twenty four seven. And yeah, um, but yeah, just absolutely fantastic. As soon as we went back into that first half more though, mate. Again, they were they were shitting themselves again, and I was like, why couldn't we have played like this for the entire second half? Yeah, and then we could have been four or five. Why? Yeah, why put the fans through it? Why put the team through it? Why put the football club through it? You know, with Dyson with relegation, and this is and this is happening. But I was just relieved that we did step it up. Credit to the players. Uh, I, I can't really give Bruce too much credit. I know he's brought I, him I on. This fault it was so. It was a good manager would have would have seen out that game quite comfortably, especially with a man up and stuff like that. But Bruce, what well, did you hear Graham on the side? Did you hear Graham Jones? And he, because uh, obviously, I, I don't know what Sky have done with, with the, the noise, but it's it's not as loud as normally. I could hear him umpteen times screaming at them, close the lads down, more intensity, come on. And he was trying to organize them and and and, and pump them up and get them going well, like wherever praise off Sky. I got he yeah. got some praise off Sky during the commentary. Um, saying since he's came in, Newcastle have looked a little bit better since he's came in and been coaching them and stuff. What? So I'm thinking Sky gave him his um mm. gave him the praise he deserves because it ain't Steve Bruce. I'm sorry, like, but it's not. I won't nah. give Steve Bruce any credit His management full stop is just it's just shambolic and with the last three results he's being a, he's a giant team, pick me. it is but like looking at the last three results because obviously we hang on to beat to beat West Ham and stuff which was a great result for nine points clear for Fantastic. Even even Sunderland getting beat today it's been a fucking good day for <laughs> hey, like, who, who would have said that when when Spurs were winning two one, right? When Spurs were winning two one against us, it would have thought we would have been in this position. It goes to show you how crazy football is. And, and speaking, just touching upon what you said about Sky, uh, giving Graham Jones a little bit of credit. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning. Uh, give Sky a little bit of credit. Did you see the um, the Glen Roder stuff before the game? Oh yeah, I seen that. It was a really it was a really Fat nice thing. tribute to a great man. Um, yeah, with, with two goals that he had, probably closest to his heart. Yeah, he passed not so long ago. Um, 
Glen, Glen Roda and just a classy bloke and the two clubs that he held dearest on Newcastle United and West Ham United so it was only it was it was a lovely tribute um by Sky Sports but for them to, yeah gotta give them credit we, we, we criticize them because of nearly you know, every the, week the build up and they're talking about other clubs but we've got to give credit where credit's due today that was absolutely fantastic it was quite emotional it was quite a tearjerker um and it was quite a somber way to 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 start proceedings to be fair yeah, I was going to mention that at the beginning, but yeah, I, I, I can only apologise, mate. I've uh, forgot it somewhere along the line. But um, no, mate, I, I was really happy with the tribute. I was really happy that um, Graham Jones actually got his credit because he was he wasn't in the technical area in the first half. He was up in the he was up in the in, up in the stand, and then they've took him down to the technical area for the second half. So I'm happy he got his credit. I'm not happy we let West Ham back into the game as easily as we did, but. We responded well and we managed to get the three points, which is all that matters in the end. It's put we're in a really good position now, mate. After Brighton, when we got be 3-0, very negative podcast and stuff like that. We thought it, we were down. We, we yeah, we, we, thought thought we, we, down. Were, we thought we were down. Obviously, calls for Steve Bruce's head and stuff, and it's still very much the same on this podcast. Steve Bruce has got to go. Well, Bruce, out. I said in that podcast, Newcastle needed four points from the next three games. Oh, it was four points from the next two games, I think I said, which was, at the time, it looked like an impossible job. But for Newcastle to pick up seven points from those next three, from those three games, it's put in a really good spot, mate. And I'm really, I'm really pleased with how the players have responded. Yeah, the performances in particular, first half against Burnley, uh, second half against West Ham, there's still signs of terrible, <laughs> but... Yeah. The money. I think what you're trying to say that the, the football is still for the majority, the major part of it, absolutely fucking garbage. But Born it maximum. comes back to the old adage: it's at the moment it's points, not performances, that really, really yeah. matter. Because at the end of the day, Newcastle United need to be in the Premier League. The takeover will only happen in the Premier League. We want to be testing ourselves in the Premier League. We don't want the catastrophic, the catastrophic. Um, end of the world scenario which would be relegation and probably looking at playing fizzy pop football like our friends down the A19 for, for, for quite a few uh, ah! number, number, yes. <laughs> where's that duck at <laughs> <laughs> get that duck in but um, you know we, 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 we don't want that so it, it's it's you know it, it's credit credit to the lads for, for pulling it round it's credit for if you believe the rumours, a couple of the a couple of the lads getting together and coming out and being quite vocal uh, in the dressing room and saying your know, things aren't good enough, a few home truths, um, and, and getting over the over the line. But let's make no doubt about it, mate. You know, Steve Bruce is, is employed to win us football matches. Today we've won a football match, and again, just like against Burnley, we're relieved about the result. We're over the moon about the result. Um, but we shouldn't be in relegation trouble at this end of the season. No, it's nothing to celebrate, but no, it's, it's just it's, more it's, relief. It's just that relief. We're at it. Like relegation but, isn't uh, as much of a worry as it was two weeks ago. No, but we were convinced. Newcastle mathematically can still get relegated, of course, and the next yeah. four games are particularly tough. But I feel Newcastle in the remaining games with 35 points on the board need maybe one. One win, four points. I said last week, four points from the position we win, and we've picked up another three. So personally, one point, maybe two. Um, 
Which, Having that Sheffield United game, um, it, it's I don't even really because personally, I think Arsenal at home is an easier game than West Ham is at home because I think West Ham are playing better football. They've got a better football team, and like you know, we won't I, have Joe Willick though, will we off the bench? I don't understand that with Arsenal, you know, mate, because he's already scored more goals in the Premier League than Arsenal's midfield this season. So I don't understand why Arsenal aren't giving him a chance. But Arsenal's losses are definitely our gain. And answer our question of five minutes ago, I'd 100% stay in Joe Will because I think there's potential uh, there. Yeah. I think a good coach, better than Steve Bruce, would get good out of him. So me, even, me, me if, it, coach even, like... even if a takeover was to go through, I think he'd be an amazing player to have a, have a part of the team, a young English player to build up and stuff hungry. like that. Um, yeah, young, hungry, um, determined, good box-to-box player as well. Um, so I'm, I'm really pleased with how Joe Willock's turned out. It was only signing in January as well, but by God, a very good signing. But um, just relief, mate, um, to, 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 to well, try and we seem to do better with loan players than what we do with bastard free transfers. So maybe we should be having more loans in and less free transfers. Well, that's Ryan Fraser, you know, Jeff Hendrick, we're wasting money and over fist here. But then you bring in somebody like, like, um, like I say, like Joe Willick. And it, I think it hits the nail perfectly on the head. The blueprint for Newcastle, even if we get taken over, it, it doesn't have to be Galacticos. We're not sitting here demanding FA Cups, League Cups, You're European so. Cups, Premier League. What we want is a little bit of hunger, a little bit of excitement, a little bit of entertainment. And if you can build a, a team with your Joe Willicks, your Allenson Maximums, your Miggies in, uh, a Callum Wilson in, uh, a Martin Dubravka in, if you can build a team like that with good, young hungry, attacking players, exciting players. Yes. With a little bit of hope. And, it, and a good manager as well, Paul. Don't forget the good manager. We're not, we're not exactly, yeah, we're, we're not exactly asking a great uh, twat and deal. You know what I mean? Forget what Sky says. Forget what Talk Sports says. Newcastle fans are not are not demanding at, at no. all. We're over we're the not. moon, mate. With today's result, we didn't expect anything out of this whatsoever. We expect it to be relegated. Um, you know, we sit here, we watch other teams play because we want the result to come out the right way for our football club and in the city and everything. But um, yeah, I, I still can't give Steve Bruce particular credit because no. I just think with no, no with, the investment, with the investment he's had made, with the money that he's had in, in, in the team and the time that he's had, and the players that he's got available in that squad, I think he's still massively underperforming. Yeah. After several years, mate, you know, we've been back in the Premier League a couple of seasons now. We need to be seeing progression. We need to see a plan for the football club, whether that's still in Mike Ashley's hands for the time being or getting taken over by, by, the, by the Saudis or whatever that may be. But we want a little bit of plan and a little bit of progression. Move up a place or two every season. Yeah. Um, signing another good quality player like if you could sign a um an ASM every year or every other year, then again that that's 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 something. It's not asking a great deal, not in Premier League terms. It really, really isn't. But um, yeah, to to meet the day, mate. It's just congratulating the team for doing yeah. the bare minimum. And now it's a case of, you know, you've got some difficult games coming up. 
express, try your best, see what you can do, try a, new, a few new things out. I want to see some other players come into the mix, change up some formation, see what we can learn and build up a bit of momentum towards next season. Because uh, by the looks of it, it'll probably be Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley day one of the uh, of pre-season and it'll be drinking competitions about who can puke last. Yeah. Sadly, it, that looks like the situation, especially with um, how long arbitration's taken and stuff. So we're just stuck with what we've Come got on, now. And there's no way that um, Steve Bruce will get sacked because they would have sacked him after Brighton if they were going to, or they would have sacked him way sooner if, if they had sense. But there's one thing, I, there's one person I did want to mention, Paul, before obviously we'll wrap up and talk about the, the announcements that we've got. Um, Matt Ritchie, I think since he's came into this team, mate. Oh, but I know you. Yeah. I know. I know you mentioned. I know you've just mentioned him before with his cross and stuff and his passion. But since he's came into the team, mate, Newcastle have looked a hell of a lot better. We're grinding out results. Um, he's 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 shouting all the time. He's leading from the front. Um, it's it's fantastic to see, mate. Like I know Matt Ritchie's not the not the greatest player, and I've argued with several people with him for a long time that he isn't good enough or his mm-hmm. VA is good enough. That's that's irrelevant. He's literally the the epitome of someone who might not be good enough, but his effort makes up for everything that he, 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 he that everything he has in shortcomings he makes for he makes up for in effort and determination and passion and grit. Uh, he got the winning assist today, and I, I know he struggled against Buffal in a couple of points in today's game, but. I won't let that. Um, I won't let people critique him too much. I think Richie, since he's came back into this team, we've had a little bit of a little bit of fight about. We made something we're crying for after the Brighton game. So I just want to commend Matt Richie because I think he fitting deserved it. He definitely yeah. deserved it. Look, um, look, look at the look at the penalty, mate. No one would give away the spot kick. Who who was always speaking to the referee about it, telling them that he's completely no doubt off his head. It's Matt. It's Matt Ritchie. He's yeah, sitting there. And he's like, "Oh, you wee dick! Have you never played the game yourself? What is he supposed to do with his arm? <laughs> Chop him off!" Do you know what uh, I mean? I mean, and and I know last week against uh, Burnley, Stephen. Uh, oh, nearly said Stephen Taylor. Short lock staff. I know why. Why I'm thinking about him, I don't know. But I mean, I know against Burnley last time, I know uh, Sean Longstaff nearly had his head decapitated. Um, yes. Yeah, literally, but. You know, there's no way that we can take arms off. I know Sean, Ed, Sean Longstaff's head uh, was uh, taken off, but we can't take his arms off. So I think uh, Matt Ritchie was trying to explain that to the referee, but you're totally right, mate. Um, he's the determination, the fight. And again, you need these characters in your team, your David Batties of the world, your tough men of the world, who will just love to get stick a foot in all day long, check uh, yeah. Terry. You know, Teotihuacan um, players like that who, who will love nothing better than to get a, a get in a battle, um, and 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 that that was done, that that was we'll done all day long. We'll he got some fantastic, fantastic crosses in as well. I mean, in the first half, I think in the first twenty minutes, I think we had something like seven was it seven chances or something like that, and uh, the, a lot of them was coming down uh, for for Matt Ritchie, and he's no spring chicken and stuff like that, but no, no. Uh, no, at the end of the day, he could have easily probably gone to, to Bournemouth, um, you know, in, in in the last window yeah. and stuff like that. He's had a disagreement with the manager, a bit of a scuffle with the manager. He's been a man, and he's gone up and he's apologised to Steve Bruce in front of everybody else. And I think that 
shows the man's got a spine, the man's got a set of balls, the man's got uh, you know scruples about him. Regardless to whether he was right or wrong, for the greater good, he's apologised and he's moved on and they've both shook hands and they've moved on and they've forgotten about it. Um, but Newcastle United, with that man in, looked far, far better. And what he does is, to me, he's got certain levels of expectations and if players are dropping below that, even if even if it's Joe Linton on the on the far side, you'll hear him shout over. And it's like uh, J9 or something like that, but, but they call him. And he's like, yeah, come on, more, more. Yeah, keep going, keep moving again, keep trying. Do this next time. You need to find... Fantastic. And and sometimes players, there's different characters and it's about getting that blend right. And um, yeah, I think you're totally and utterly right for, for picking out Matt Ritchie for, for special players. I know all the headlines will go to Alan St. Maximum again, but... You've got to have the platform to be able to work on, and that platform was provided by the leadership of Matt Ritchie. I totally agree, mate. I mean, I just want to praise him before before we, before we, uh, racked everything up because it's just that bit that bit of grit, mate. That bit of fight after Brighton was saying where the leaders, where the fighters. Matt Ritchie's a leader. Matt Ritchie's a fighter, and he's came in and he's helped that team win games of football. I know. He, he, Obviously, the assist made up for some of the things that he did against Buffal, where he didn't mark them and things like that. Yeah, sure, but breath of fresh air in that team. And I think you should keep his place ahead of Joe, uh, Jamal Lewis as well, for damn sure, for, for definite. But um, the last thing I want to mention before we wrap the podcast is, um, is an announcement, because we're going to do a big announcement podcast at the start of next season. Obviously, when we announce the YouTube channel and that, and um, we're, we're now in the DAB radio network, or the tune, as they're known as, Paul. Um, it literally news to us about four or five days ago. Um, we got we, we got an email, Paul. Mate, we did, and um, <laughs> it was it was a bit of a shock. We, we spoke over it for a couple of days, and basically just to explain what's going on. Nothing changes about the podcast. It's not going to become a radio show weekly or anything like that. Um, basically, the podcast that you hear now will go over to Dab Radio and they will use that content as well and it will go live on the radio and stuff like that as well. So that's that's all that's happening. Nothing's changing in terms of um, a podcast. Like The podcast isn't changing. You're still going to get me and Paul, a guest from time to time and stuff like that, um, which is fantastic. Uh, as uh, the, the the podcast, we're really passionate about bringing you the podcast that we've had since day dot the podcast that'll be that, that'll always be with the opinions um at times the swearing and stuff like that as well um we're really passionate about have bringing them passionate opinions to the podcast and <coughs> excuse me and stuff like that as well so yeah that's that's the announcement that we've got dab radio and um, paul i'll let you have your input and let you speak about it as well, mate. Um, but yeah, Dab Radio, massive announcement for, for Magpie 24-7. We could ever, ever have imagined, to be honest. Um, it has been a fantastic roller coaster ride. Obviously, previously we had experience about working on the radio for Nova Radio and Anyone FM, which we really, really enjoyed being part of uh, you know, part of that. Um 
the group of people who are behind this new radio station uh, are some people who were working on uh, Century back in the day before it would become part and real and all this sort of thing. Um, they've been involved with the Free Legends um, and they're making a new, they've got the license for one of the new transmitters uh, that's going up. And um, that'll be starting from this summer. That'll cover Newcastle, Gateshead, all the way up. Aye. Durham as well. So that'll be a little bit further down the line. But a brand new uh, station, the two. And if you search for them on um, on uh, Facebook for the time being, they've got a new page up on there. Uh, they've been looking, listening through loads of different podcasts that approached us um, straight away asked us if we'd be interested and it literally all it is it's the same exact thing but it's going to be another platform another way to have it to access it on DAB radio and FM across Newcastle and Gateshead eventually going into County Durham uh, but it'll also be like I say right the way up uh, time of, uh, right the way up up through the course up to Cramden up into Northumberland you'll be able to access the show in uh, a regular slot on that show we'll also be doing specials and working with other people doing cross promotions, and again, it comes back to what we've said at the beginning, mate. Uh, when we when we started Magpie twenty four seven, it was to work collaboratively. I try difficult to pronounce at this time, and I but with different uh, organisations, companies, brands, uh, YouTube groups, social media accounts, all that sort of thing. And we are just again sticking to our word, but nothing changes. It just gets uh, more eyes and ears on the yeah. product more people talking, more people commenting, more people joining in the, you know, the, the debate and, and spreading the word and, and the gospel according to us. Like I say, it's, it's always been just two lads shooting the breeze, uh, raw, honest, unopinionated. We don't sit on the fence and none of that uh, will change. But um, yeah, it'll always be, it'll always be the same. We will we'll never, ever, ever sit on the fence like uh, <coughs> certain people used to do <laughs> and he'll be listening he always listens every single week don't you mark <laughs> but um yeah he'll, he'll message us he'll say i i heard i heard that i heard that but uh yeah looking forward to it we really used to enjoy um obviously what we did before uh on on the radio it's it's fantastic we're going to be able to use their brand new facilities they've got new facilities uh yeah. recording studios new equipment so yeah so again it, it just it adds more strings to our uh, you know more strings to the bow um we're going to be able to do stuff after matches and stuff through maybe in in the studio that we, we couldn't do before uh but they were really keen to be able to speak to us uh we did out took our time and did our research and looked into it is it a good fit is it right for us is it the right time uh, at the same time as, as launching, uh, you know, a new YouTube channel and other exciting announcements, which we've got later on towards the end of the season. Quite uh, a bit. Yeah, we, we've got a, a lot coming on, and um, you know, there's some stuff that we, we, we've seen uh, this week that we've had done ready for the summer. It's exciting time. I'm really, really passionate and, and positive about the future. Just got over thirteen thousand followers across our socials and stuff like that. More people listening to the podcast. And the good news is, is that it'll even be more ears uh, on the podcast, you know, re really, really soon, courtesy yeah. of uh, the tune. So it will we'll be on FM. We'll get all those details. We'll, we'll uh, you know, post those out. We'll put them on our socials, put them on our descriptions. On DAB Radio, it'll be on Facebook. 
and it's going to be really, really centric about Newcastle um, and Gateshead because, like I say, a lot of the radio stations have moved down south with all the content. It's all produced from down there. So the guys are really passionate about it being a totally Newcastle-centric and Newcastle United talk morning, noon and night. And we're going to be uh, a part yeah, of that, but we are one of the first, first people to, 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 you know, to, to come up and yeah. uh, to confirm that we're working with them. It, it is, mate. It's a massive honour to be a part of something like this, uh, a good up-and-coming um, ambitious project. And when we started this eight, eight and a half month ago, mate, we didn't think we'd get anything like this. It's no. it's crazy. We, like, we're, we're just doing what we see from day dot. We're just communicating with fans, just because that's what we are. We're fans. We're not, we're not influencers. We're not, we're not super fans or... Of YouTubers or whatever, whatever you want to call it, we're not any of that. No, one. we don't look it up. We're just, we're just, we're just average Joe fans. Do you know what I mean? So to get, to get this, this type of opportunity and the many more that we've got to announce as well, uh, and the all the flashy stuff that we've that we've been getting for the for the up and come release of the YouTube channel as well, like the intro I got, I've been, I've had made and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it like it's just it's just really exciting, uh, really exciting. Mate, I'm really looking forward to getting back into the stadium so we can enjoy Magpie twenty four seven in person uh, after games and stuff with the facilities that we'll have um, that we'll have a chance to use. Yeah, it's just I'm really excited about it, mate. I just hope the football can complement it next season. Hopefully, this takeover goes. It would be through. nice. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit more football that we have to talk about and a little bit more positivity around the football club would do nicely. And hey, I'll, I'll whisper it, but maybe even a takeover. Hopefully. I mean, <laughs> it would be it would be it'd be brilliant, mate, if a takeover happened in the northeast. It's well overdue up here uh, for Newcastle United and it's nothing there's nothing I want more, mate. Like honestly, I'd turn everything in. More Magpie like I know we've just talked spot about the successful Mag Magpie twenty four seven recently, but I traded all in, mate, for a takeover. One hundred and ten percent. Like Yeah. Honestly, I've never wanted anything more for such a long time. Um and the, this fan base deserves deserves that take over me because we've been sitting in for been this this with this cloud over our head for so long but um yeah we're really really happy to announce that news with uh db radio so it's, it's a, a massive many. opportunity nothing changes with the podcast is still the same 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 old same old um with us whether it's a good result a bad result or in between It'll be the same. The only difference is it'll be on DAB Radio. It'll be on YouTube soon. Um, it'll be it'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Like it always is. Um, which is which is brilliant. It's a yeah. It's just get it go rolled, get it like. Um, and if you know, get involved. If you want to be on the podcast, I think that's more something that we're going to be targeting when we hit YouTube, mate. So we can obviously have it, have it on camera and stuff. And we can show off with when you little. Sexy overlays that I've be, that I've had made this week. Again, um, looking very very with good guests, with guests and stuff. Um, so I, I think I'll leave the guests until YouTube, um, which will obviously be the back end of uh, back end of the well. After the season's finished, we'll probably do a, a couple of shows for a couple of guests with the season finishing because I've got a couple lined up. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Um, just thought I would let you know before the before uh, 
closed off the podcast. But we end on another win, Paul. Another positive podcast. I mean, I mean, I mean, we've moaned a little bit of this podcast, but the, but the, um, yeah, two wins in a row, nine points from Fulham. Sunderland got beat. Bottle in the playoffs. Bottle in League One. Fourth season <laughs> League One. The, the Spurs of League One. <laughs> the Spurs of League One. I've called them, but. Um, yeah, another happy podcast, mate. These are always the best ones, especially when we pick up three points. A couple of frustrating, frustrating parts of the podcast with John Joe and the in the performance of the team in the second half, but we've picked up three points against a very good West Ham side. So I'm happy this weekend. Probably have a relaxing Sunday before I get cracking with uni on Monday, and uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully the next podcast play Arsenal. Can we make it three in a row or four in a row for you, Steve Bruce? I mean, yeah, it's like dog years for Steve Bruce. He's I mean, at I this think, point, he's just I, think, I, I think I think a point. We need a point, and then we and then we'll crack on, and we can then well not announce survival, but all but say survival with another point. But um, yeah, we we um, hope we cross Arsenal win tomorrow. Come yeah. on, Arsenal, do follow more. But the the one thing I'll end on, mate, is saying um, the Duke of Edinburgh. His funeral was the day of recording this, so condolences to the royal family, of course. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's a, hor- a horrible, a horrible national event. Um, with obviously the with obviously the funeral being today, um, so just a just a rest in peace to the Duke of Edinburgh before we, before we pack up and go. But uh, yeah, two win uh, two wins from two. Um, happy days for Newcastle United. And uh, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, another positive podcast next week might be a stretch too far, mate. But we'll live in hope. But until then, we'll uh, we'll love yous and leave yous. And uh, yeah, we'll catch us on the next one, everyone. See yous in a Keep bit. It too.